Emily Gee is a health economist, and we have two great guests in the South, the first of which is Emily. Emily Gee is a health economist for the health policy team at the Center for American Progress. Now, prior to joining them, she was at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and she worked on implementation of the Affordable Care Act um, since uh, 2013. As an economist in the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Planning and Evaluation, she supported the department's outreach to uninsured individuals and authored numerous analysis on health coverage and the insurance exchanges. She also served as an economist for the Council of Economic Advisors, tracking trends in health care coverage, access, and cost, and reviewing regulation reg- regulated to provider payments, prescription drugs, and private insurance. She earned her doctorate in economics in my home city of Boston at BU, where she re- researched health insurance markets and taught health economics and holds a bachelor's in government for a little place known as Harvard uh, College, uh, Harvard, Harvard uh, more than a pleasure to have her with us. She was on the show in May, gave a very informative interview and good to have her back. Emily, good afternoon and, and welcome and welcome back. And yet again, uh, we talk about the Republicans ever uh, changing um, and, and we're talking about real time now while we talk this afternoon uh, attempt to repeal, even if you don't have a replace, and even if you don't know what you're replacing it uh, with. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me back, Leslie. So what we're looking at, so folks know, is the Senate, and the Senate voted on a motion to proceed, and that vote motion to proceed allows them to debate uh, numerous um, options, uh, you know, or bills. Um, now let's talk about what do we have out there right now. My understanding is there's the House bill, there's the repeal only bill, there's the new. McConnell named skinny repeal bill that seems to just take out the mandate. Um, Does this just show desperation and further defragmentation of the Republicans, uh, the Republican Party, especially within the Senate? That's right. I think you laid out a lot of the options that might be on the table in the next few days. Um, I don't think anyone, including Republicans themselves, know exactly what they'll be voting on ultimately. Um, The motion to proceed today was officially about proceeding with the House version of the bill, although, as you said, that could easily be swapped out for um, a bill that's a straight repeal of the ACA. It could be um, a so-called skinny version that gets rid of just uh, the individual mandate and some of the taxes. It could be something that looks more like the original Senate bill, which would have stripped 22 million people of coverage, could be amended, um, might see a combination of things. Um, and, uh, you know, there's no public readable bill that we can really examine and, and discuss. Um, it, as it has been in the past, it's been a highly secretive process. Um, speaking of secretive, there are Republicans out there that say, I, I don't even know what's in it or I don't know what I'm voting on. Um, is 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 that a concern for some Republicans for at least some of these things, like skinny repeal? I think it is. Um, it, Republicans have said in the past uh, that they were um, offended by the uh, you know by the lack of normal Senate procedure. You know, however, we just saw that you know Republicans like McCain went ahead and voted for the motion to proceed anyway. On the other hand, you saw Ron Johnson. Um, I would have loved to be in a, a fly on the wall for his conversation. He was having a, having a very long conversation with Mitch McConnell before he ultimately uh, cast his yes vote today. Um, he's also someone who's um, expressed dismay at, um, you know, being told he was voting for one thing, but um, hearing rumors about other intentions among leadership. Um, Now, there are Senate Republicans who previously opposed or had major concerns with at least uh, one of the draft versions of the bill. We're hearing that right now that Lisa Murkowski of uh, Alaska and Susan Collins of Maine um, are no's. 
Um, what happened to the no of Rand Paul? Has he changed his tune? So Rand Paul, it looks like he could have been a, a no vote on the motion to proceed, um, say, up until even about yesterday or today. Um, it seems that one of the enticing things for him was a debate on, um, you know, what he might consider a fairly clean repeal of the individual mandate um, without any sort of replacement plan. He's, he has um, called many times for uh, repeal and replace to be done in two separate stages, um, whereas some other Republicans have called for one complete package that would have both repeal of the ACA and a replacement plan. Um, it seems that maybe that you know, so-called skinny plan that would be a repeal of the mandate might be satisfactory to him. Um, but, you know, I'm not really quite sure what uh, what he's looking for. Um, you know, that said, Kentucky is also a state that's benefited tremendously from the Affordable Care Act. Um, they not only had one of the best, you know, have one of the best functioning private exchanges for private health insurance, they also have taken the option to expand Medicaid. Well, I was going to say Medicaid alone, Kentucky is one of the states where uh, a, a very large percent of their population um, need it, require it. Um, so uh, Mitch McConnell, I, I think we would say for the sake of political obsession, is screwing his own constituents. I think that's true for, uh, you know, a lot of states that there are people today who voted for the bill, um, you know, notably, uh, you know, Rob Portman in Ohio or um, Shelley Moore Capito in West Virginia, um, who come from expansion states that would see dramatic funding cuts um, both to Medicaid expansion as, as well as traditional Medicaid eligibility groups under the bill. I threw out a lot of stuff when you first came on. Do we have just one final vote on one final bill? What, 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 what is the latest right now? And are all of these uh, votes on these various bills, House repeal, McConnell skinny, uh, doomed uh, to fail? Um, or will he get that one that he needs with Murkowski and Collins pretty much saying no on these? I think it could easily go either way. I don't think there's there's any uh, you know surety of doom for it, for any particular plan at this point. Um, I think no one's sure what's going to happen and how the debate's going to play out over the next few days. Um, what we will have once you know once I guess pen, whenever Pence casts the tie break is we'll have debates starting on the House bill. Um, there'll be a variety of amendments which could be um, tweaking that bill or you know substituting in something else complete, uh, completely different. Um, and, uh, you know, I think even the versions that look, you know, appear less damaging, for example, a repeal of the mandate alone we think would cause about 15 million pe- fewer people to have health insurance, but increase premiums by 20%. Um, you know, while it wouldn't cut Medicaid, I think it's important to remember that whatever the Senate passes could also just be a Trojan horse for going into what's called conference committee where the Senate and the House would negotiate and come up with a you know, completely different product they would both pass. Um, and that conference would be done um, in a way that the public would not see what was happening during the process. With all of these, though, is it safe to say that disassembling the Affordable Care Act and putting into place anything they would put in, especially if they don't have a full replacement, is probably going to be more disastrous than what they're complaining about. Yeah, so I think, you know, we've seen how difficult it is to uh, for them even to get, um, you know, any sort of bill to a vote. Um, it's taken, I guess, six months, and they don't have a clear picture of, you know, what would be agreeable to all the senators. Um so I think, you know, to think that they could actually repeal and then replace in a second step is, um, 
you know, it's, it's a fantasy. I don't think that we should um, entrust any sort of repeal plan um, once to the Senate once, um, sorry, any, any sort of replacement plan once the ACA has been repealed. And, uh, you know, there are different polls out there. Um, the latest is from Long Island University, the Hornstein Center. That actually shows more than 50%, 56% actually want a federal role to ensure, or ensure all Americans. 61% oppose all of this legislation, any of it, that the GOP is putting forth. So this is – I feel this is an obsession, a political vendetta. Um, that the Republicans can't let go of. Now, for those that said we promised this, even people who reelected some of them uh, in both the House and the Senate, who they promised this to, no longer necessarily want it. Even some who wanted it as 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 late as November seem to be changing their tune. In other words, the longer Obamacare is in existence the more people are liking what they have and certainly liking having insurance if they didn't have access um, to insurance and affordable insurance uh, in the past. So, And also, the Republicans don't address the biggest concern of the Affordable Care Act, which is not, not the mandate by people, is rising premiums. Yes, yeah, so certainly under these um, repeal plans, uh, the most immediate consequence would be that you would see premiums rise next year in 2018. Um, that's because repeal the mandate and uh, some of the other changes would result in uh, healthier and younger people leaving the market, which in turn means that those left in the individual market would see much higher rates. Um, it would also scare off a lot of issuers from participating. So we would see areas um, of the country with you know, very few or, in fact, no choices of plans in the individual market. So what is the what would you say is the Republican motivation, you know, for for this? So I think partly it's political. A lot of um, people who want Republicans who won in November ran on a platform of promising to repeal the ACA. And, um, you know, it would hurt their constituents for sure. Maybe they didn't realize the full extent to which the ACA has helped people both through private and, and public insurance. Uh, who knows? But um, I think, you know, a lot of it might be trying to make good on that promise. Um, some of it might be trying to, um, you know, curry good, curry good favor with the administration. Um, and some of it might just be political spite. You know, this was President Obama's signature achievement. Um, yeah, so I remember the, what President uh, Obama had said, you know, they'll stop calling it Obamacare if it works, right? You know, if it's a good thing. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with our guest to you right after this time. Leslie Marshall. Real people. Real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Marshall, Emily, thank you for holding and uh, welcome uh, back. Um, uh, so, uh, so much going on with this. And uh, any anything happened uh, during the break that we should be aware of or talk about? Uh, looks like McCain uh, gave a speech and has, um, you know, he again criticized the process. But you know, ultimately, what he did was vote yes on the on the motion to proceed. So yeah. So, um, so and we want to point I out think, that John McCain has cancer, and he is uh, he is back today there for the vote, correct? Yes. Yeah, so John McCain has been in Arizona receiving um, treatment for um, 
you know, what turned out to be uh, a brain cancer, um, but came back to D.C. today for the vote. Okay, so he he gave a speech. He doesn't like the process. He's going to vote yes. Um, so uh, right now we still just have. You should say he, he did vote yes on the motion proceed. It's unclear what he'll vote on the bill ultimately. I, we, I, you know, I, also unclear what the bill will be. Exactly. Uh, so so far, still just two no's. Um, Murkowski and Collins, the only, or at least only two that are saying so strongly. Um, who, who are some that are haven't uh, committed, um, you know, yes or no, in, in, you know, in the Republican uh, checkmark? Oh, so side? to be clear, what happened today was a procedural vote um, to begin debate on repealing the ACA. Um, votes have already been cast, um, so Collins and you know Murkowski are definite no's. Everybody else is a yes, um, but I think you know what's a yes or no on that procedural vote isn't necessarily a yes or no on the final bill. Um, I expect Murkowski and Collins will say, you know, no to whatever um, ultimately comes up. But I think, um, you know, the way, say, Rand Paul or, um, you know, Portman or Capito, um, Heller, you know, their vote, their ultimate vote could depend on what shape or form of, of ACA repeal law, we, uh, ACA repeal bill we see on the table. Okay, let's take some calls, and let's start it out with Dean in Buffalo on line three. Dean, question or comment quickly for our guest. Yes, um, I just want to say good show, good afternoon. Um, it just seems weird that the people are all saying, no, 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 we've changed our mind. We don't want things to be taken away from us. And yet the GOP, the haves, are, are, are pretty much saying, you know what, you voted us in, we're going to do it because... We need something to say, yes, we we actually kept a campaign promise. Uh, and, uh, Dean, thank you for that. That's a very good point. Um, to uh, Dean's uh, point regarding we kept a campaign promise, aren't some of these people possibly going to be hurt in the midterm election because, uh, you know, some of their constituency are going, hey, hang on, we don't, we don't like your repeal? That's correct. I think, um, you know, I think, for example, Donald Trump did very well with, um, rural voters, um, you know, some lower income voters. Um, these are people who depend on, you know, Medicaid and can are can qualify for exchange subsidies. Um, rural areas um, are also places that are, you know, don't see quite as much competition in the insurance markets um, that could certainly be improved. Um, but none of these bills would resolve that problem. In fact, they would make it worse. Um, in fact, under the uh, the Senate bill, we'd expect that, um, you know, many areas of the country would no longer have any issuers participating at all. Um, so consumers would have no choice um, on where to use the, those tax credits for insurance. Okay. Uh, Sahil Kapoor says, I will not vote for this bill mm -hmm. as it is today. McCain says it's a shell of a bill right now. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, the path of the ACA repeal is the motion to proceed There'll be 20 hours of debate, amendments, points of order, final limit, final vote, a conference with the House. Let's take another call, and we go to Ishmael Line Forum in Assis, Virginia. Quickly, question or comment for our guest. By the way, thanks so much for taking my turn. Greeting to your guest. You know, there's really nothing wrong with uh, Obamacare. Obamacare works perfect. You know, in states like Kentucky, under Governor Bashir, where he worked with the uh, Obama administration in California, the problem is, is this people like Rick Scott in Florida who passed these laws to make these com healthcare companies profitable? There is nothing wrong with Obamacare. And my question is to you guys: Where does I mean the insurance companies seem to be quiet? I mean, what what is what are they up to? What is what is their uh, plan and strategy? I mean, they've been kind of quiet. You know.
Well, not not all, Ishmael, but it is a good question. Emily, what about the insurance companies? I mean, we, we know like uh, 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 less than 30 seconds, Emily, so just a sentence or two. Sure. So I think we have not seen the insurance companies being quite as vocal as, say, the patient groups or ARP um, and some of the other consumer groups. Um, that said, they've been, um, you know, particularly clear about what the Cruz Amendment would do to the Senate bill. That was um, Senator Cruz's plan that insurers be allowed to offer substandard coverage. Um, but, um, you know, we haven't heard them speak up uh, right. quite as much as we'd expect. Yep.